Welcome to the PM Growth Expert Show, where we not only give you strategies, hints, and tips on how to grow your rent roll, but we also interview leading experts from around the planet. Now, for 40 ways you can grow your rent roll without having to worry about relying on salespeople or expensive search engine optimization, just go to pmleadsecrets.com. That's pmleadsecrets.com for our free book. All you've got to do is pay for shipping. Take care. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here. You know, in today's age, you can't just have boring photos on your property marketing listings. You've got to have a virtual walkthrough tour. That way tenants can quickly qualify themselves and look through the property even at two in the morning online. But I can hear you say, look, Darren, it's too expensive with cameras and takes too long. That's why you've got to go to virtualtourscreator.com.au and check out how you can do walkthrough virtual tours using your mobile phone. Go and check it out. Also, talk to Tom there at virtualtourscreator.com.au on how you can quickly turn your tours into really cheap floor plans as well. Take care. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here, and I wanted to jump in. Michael and Dennis are traveling at the moment, and we've just got a little bit behind our podcast shows, but I just thought, wow, this is a great opportunity to start sharing with you the content that we've got in our next IGT book that's only a few weeks away from printing. That's the PM Fee Scripts Secrets. And really, it's everything that I know about how to deal with just about every fee objection that a property owner could ever throw at you. You know, we're covering just about every objection against your management fees or, you, I, you know, your fees are, are, are too expensive or well, the other agent is cheaper or even challenging you on your leasing fee, your marketing fee, your routine inspection fee, and on and on it goes. We're covering over 50 different scripts plus also 33 different fees, sorry, 34 fees and fee package types that are charged over Australia, New Zealand and the United States, plus also the typical amounts, the maximum and minimal amounts that I've seen agencies charge um, or they what they charge for them as well. Just get the book. Um, just go to pmfeescriptsecrets.com. That's pmfeescriptsecrets.com. The book is free. Uh, we are paying for printing and all that. We just ask you to look after the shipping. In Australia, it's $9.97. Anything outside of Australia, it's $19.97. So let's get into it. And what I just want to really cover today, firstly, I, I, of course, I can't cover everything in the book. I just wanted to take a couple of things out and just share with you. But when it comes to winning new business, it's the agent who gets the most trust is going to win the business. Look, very, very few owners are seriously going to choose an agent simply because they were the cheapest, even though perhaps they trusted someone more. It's always a person that gets the most trust. And to win that trust, generally it's the person that's the most confident and enthusiastic is going to have the best likability factor. So we've got to get confident and enthusiastic, whether we're a property manager out getting new business, or it's a BDM, or even if you're a real estate boss that's out there signing new business, it's your confidence and your enthusiasm that really wins the day. 
And so with that confidence, enthusiasm comes, um, comes with that your preparedness around being able to deal with any fee objection that comes your way. Because when we get fee objections thrown at us, particularly when we're in a listing presentation, when we're under pressure, our brain acts differently. And so, for example, if you got a soldier going into war and they hit a beach and they got machine guns flying and you've got grenades going off and bombs going off, then naturally what's going to happen, his reaction or an instinct to that chaotic environment is fear is going to cut in. And what happens when fear starts to dominate, it actually shuts down a part of our brain. That's where we do all of our thinking or all, all of our critical thinking. So what I'm saying to you here is that in a listing presentation or in a live situation where you're speaking to a prospective client and they start throwing stuff at you and fear kicks in, your ability to think clearly and critically get shut down. So if we're just chatting over a cup of coffee as friends, well, the fear hasn't kicked in. You're able to think clearly and critically and scripts can just roll off the tongue or the, what you want to say just rolls off the tongue. But when you're under pressure, particularly when fear kicks in, you want to be able to say or respond to fees in a situation where even if fear does kick in, you've learned your scripts and concepts so well they're now in your subconscious. So when they're in your subconscious, just like the army, the, the, the soldier in the army that um, does all their exercises and training and drills over and over and over and over and over and over again, when they're in that arena of war, then what they've learned through repetition and rote that's been embedded subconsciously now can come out. So when it comes to scripts and dialogue for you, you need to learn this stuff. So when you're in that critical situation where you're under pressure, you can freely come out with what you need to say and what you've learned will then come out freely. I hope that hopefully that'll make sense. But it's also really important with some of the scripts that I'm going to share with you right now, you don't learn them robotically. Just understand the concept or the, uh, the persuasive argument, if you want to say, we're not going to argue with people, but the persuasive point that we're wanting to make, understand that, learn it, go over and over the scripts. And of course, then when you're in that in under pressure, it's going to come out freely and easily. Alrighty, so hopefully that'll make sense for you, particularly when you're out there getting new business. It's your confidence and your enthusiasm that's going to win the day. And you knowing you're, you're prepared, you're trained, um, you've done everything that you can to answer just about every fee objection that comes your way, you're ready. That's going to just add to your confidence and enthusiasm because you're just going to feel ready and great. All right. Also, a couple of other things. Most of the fee objections that you face are to do with the management fee. Why? In the book, I talk about PM fee script secrets. I talk about the law of the main game. And the way the law of the main game works is two owners at a barbecue. And they're chatting about property management. They get on the top of well, who manages your property? And one guy says, well, I'm with ABC Real Estate. And the other one says, oh, my goodness, I'm with XYZ Realty. Fancy that. 
well, what are you getting charged? Well, oh, I'm getting charged 8%. Oh, really? I'm getting charged 7%. But here is my point, people. They didn't talk about other fees. Now, in the book, I talk about all the different types of things you can be charging. But, my, but what I'm saying here is that property owners or your prospects really only focus on the management fee and not much else. So if you're going to get a fee objection, it's likely around the management fee. And also, most objections are usually arguing around about 1%. So if you're at 8%, then they might want you to go to 7 But of course, maybe a small amount of the time, maybe 20% of the time, it might be 2%. But my point is this, is that if you're going to be dealing with fee objections, it's usually going to be around the management fee. And there's not that many objections that you need to learn on how to overcome. You only need four or five good arguments at most. And you're going to have that confidence, enthusiasm that you're probably going to be able to take on 90% of the objections that could come your way in a live situation. Alrighty, that's laid a bit of groundwork there. Again, all that stuff's really in the first part of my book, The PM Fee Scripts Secrets. Um, but let's just get going. I just want to go to what I call secret number 17 in the book, which is um, which is our first script we're going to go through because we go through a lot of laws and a lot of secrets before that. But I want to talk about the cup of coffee. Now, a lot of you out there may have heard of it, but it's a really good objection around if you can deal or, sorry, if you can match your management fee with the other agent down the road. And I'll just, just read some excerpts out of the book. Well, this is one of the most common objections you're likely to get along with but the other agent is cheaper. Well, firstly, when you get asked to match your management fee with another agent, you need to interpret what they're really saying to you. They obviously like you. And what they're really saying is, this is what they're really saying, people, is I really want you to manage my property because I trust you the most. But I'm also one of these people who wants to have my cake and eat it too. So to make me feel good, if I can have the rate your rivals charge, of course, I don't want them to manage my property, then I'll be really, really happy. So when you get people, if you can match your management fee with the other agent down the road, firstly, they're saying they want you. They don't want your competitors. But what they would like is the competitor's fee and your services. Now, we do cover this a lot in the book, but you need to understand is that your fees are your fees and your competitors' fees are your competitors' fees. And they've set their fees at what they believe their services are worth. Now, very quickly, when agencies enter the market as a brand new agency, they look at what everyone is doing. If they're going to set their fees, they don't just sit down at a table and go, I'm going to charge this, 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 and this. They first go and do market research first. And they look at the quality agents down the road and they go, okay, in their mind, these guys are really good. They've got a strong reputation. I've heard they're really good. They, they, they do good quality service. And so I feel in comparison to them, we're not as good. Therefore, we're not going to charge the same as them. We'll just come a bit lower. But they might see a really cheap agent in the other part of town and they think, well, we're certainly better than them. I mean, they've got a constant staff turnover. People don't like their service um, and they are cheaper than the best in town. So we'll make sure that we just charge a bit more than them. 
And so that agency, like any agency, they price themselves where they think that they fit according to the worth they bring with their services to the market. Does that make sense? And you see, if your prospect is wanting you to match your fee with the other agent down the road, well, that's what that agent said in accordance with what they think their services are worth. And if they felt their services were as good as you, they would be charging more. It's a really important fundamental point here that I want you to take to heart is that people's fee charges in the marketplace are, are different and at different levels for a reason. All right, take that to heart. All right, let's just move on. Okay, so again, going back to the owner saying, if you can match your management fee with the other agent down the road, and understanding they're saying they want you, but they want their value, want their cake, they want to eat it too. They want you, they don't want your competitor, but they want to have your competitor's fees. So they just feel really, really good. They've got their sense of value. All right, so with that in mind, let's now respond. Well, Mr. Smith, I can see that you wish to use us. It's a positive thing when they say that because they're saying they want you. Can I confirm then, then it's all about our fee. And, we, and if we can agree on that, as in we can agree on those fees, does that mean that we'll be able to get your business? Just cut straight to the chase, people. Now, at this point, you're loading the situation, you're controlling the dialogue there. And the logical response to that, well, yeah, okay, yes, we do want you. And it's just about your fee. Okay, Mr. Smith, that's great. Let's acknowledge that. But do you think then we're worth more than just a cup of coffee? because that's what the management fee difference is per week between us and the other agent. And I'll just continue on with secret number 17 from the book, because it does make it really clear, but it's at this point, you'll need to know your basic maths. You see, we also need to acknowledge the differences between the Australian way and the New Zealand way um, that we collect rent versus the Americans too, because we've got people um, that are listening in from all across the world with these podcasts and certainly will be reading the book. Um, so when a rental property is loaded onto a property marketing portal, it's quoted with weekly rent payable. But in the USA, they've just got it smart there. All tenants just pay monthly. I can only wish that would happen here in Australia. All right. So Understand first about the cup of coffee. Step one, we need to know the percentage difference. If you're saying if you can match your management fee with the other agent down the road, what is that actual difference? It's probably 1% difference. Because that's going to be the normal and the usual percentage based difference that they're asking you to match, let's just work on that one. So step one, we've got to know what is that percentage difference? All right, step number two, what is that percentage difference? Usually 1%, sometimes 2%. What is that one or 2% as a, uh, as a dollar difference? Now, really easy in Australia, if it's $500 a week, well, what's 1%? It's $5. If it's $700 a week, it's $7. If it's $1,300 a month in rent, or well, the difference of 1% is 
$13. We don't have to be mathematicians. In fact, usually, generally, someone will argue with me on this point, but most property managers aren't very good at math. Some are, of course. But here's my point is that most property managers aren't good at math and neither are your clients. So they don't realize when they say, if you can match your management fee with the other agent down the road, they don't realize what that percentage is. So you coming back and saying, well, Mr. Smith, you know, the difference between us and them is only a cup of coffee. It, it, it's demystifying the situation because a lot of property managers don't know that and neither do your prospects. So we're just simply taking the sting out of the tail, taking the power out of the argument. Um, we're taking the rug out from under the table already by just exposing how silly and how trivial the situation really is. What is 1%? So just moving on with this. So once we've worked out what is the management fee difference? Is it one or 2%? What is the dollar difference? Does that represent $5 or $6 or $15 a month? Or is it five or $6 a week? You know what that is. And then turn that into an everyday consumable product that the average person can understand. All right. So um, now what does the average person consume with that? And that's where the cup of coffee, you know, comes in. And I'm just saying in the book here is that, um, you know, in Australia, typically a good cup of coffee is five or $6. I have a small soy latte. Now in Australia, New Zealand, we're very much spoiled with our, a coffee quality and we are espresso lovers we're so good at coffee to our american listeners at the moment we're so good at coffee starbucks even came to australia some years ago and rolled out i don't know 80 90 stores across australia and had to shut down most of them you can still get a Starbucks, but you're going to have to go to tourist areas where Americans frequent because Starbucks, even their best coffee, couldn't compete with the average coffee store that we have down the road. We do coffee so good. So you might be thinking five or $6 for a cup of coffee. Yeah, we're not talking about the brewed stuff that you get on tap when you go to the 7-Eleven. We're talking about quality. So is it a cup of coffee for you? I don't know. It might be something else. So by then saying, hey, do you know the difference between us and that other agent, Mr. Smith? I can see that you want to use us, but did you know the difference between us and them? Because I can see that you want us is just a cup of coffee. Or it could be a bottle of water, or it could be a can of soda or soft drink, or it could be, if it's a farmer, it could be a beer, or if it's a gym junkie, it could be a protein bar. I don't know, but you've got to come up with something that the average person just simply understands that the actual dollar difference they're talking about is so trivial, don't worry about it, all right, and, and to demystify the situation. Okay, now... Is that script going to work for you 100% of the time? No, because people come in on different angles, but that script should look after you most of the time. Again, if you want to get the book that I've got with these scripts in it, just go to PM Fee Scripts Secrets, fee script, PM Fee Scripts Secrets.com. The book is free. Um, it's, 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 it's my best work. I'm, I've spent so many hours on it. Um, all you got to do is pay for shipping. Okay, let's go into secret number 18 now. Back on if you can match your management fee with the other agent down the road. And I just want to come now, come in on firstly with a point of difference. All right. 
And, and this works, well, let's just get into the chapter here. Well, this second technique involves you having already shown them important points of difference in your presentation. They must be well aware of what, um, of what they are for this script to work. Now, whether it's impressing them on how your property owner's handbook can specifically help them or the depth of tenant induction you do um, using your tenant handbook or offering your virtual 360 walkthrough tours, your virtual tours. And, and just as a side note here, virtualtourscreator.com.au, you can get now 360 virtual tours done on your iPhone by simply putting on a simple attachment. No more expensive 360 degree cameras. Just go to virtualtourscreator.com.au for a demo there and talk to Tom as well. Make sure you tell him I sent you. All right, now, um, so if you want more information on the property and handbooks or tenant handbooks, just go to inspiredgrowthtraining.com.au um, and just go to the growth section there in the menu and you'll see the tenant and property owner's handbook there. And they're simply Word documents that you can download together the property owner's handbook, tenant handbook, or user manuals and how you operate. And you're simply buying the Microsoft Word-based text. So it's saving you anywhere up to, I think between the two books is probably saving you up to around about 55 hours of creating something from scratch. Um, and then go and have a look at it anyway. But my point is this, you gotta have strong points of difference. If your point of difference is simply that you're a yellow brand and your competitors are a blue brand or a green brand, well, that's not a good enough point of difference. You can't just say, well, we do two or four inspections a year or we do a comprehensive ingoing inspection. It's not good enough. Or you say, well, we, we offer good customer service. It's not good enough, people. You need to have solid points of difference. Whether you're using a property owner's handbook, a tenant handbook, you're doing virtual walkthrough tours, or you're using um, um, statements or whatever, you need to have effective points of difference for this particular script to work. And you would have demonstrated them. So with the property owner's handbook, tenant handbook, for example, you sat down with them, you're talking about your services. Oh, by the way, by the way Mr. Smith, say, place the property owner's handbook into their hand and maybe use it like a listing kit and out of the, the manual and just say, look, Mr. Smith, I can't leave this with you. I can only give it to clients who sign up with us. And if they're talking about or concerned about reasonable fair wear and tear, show them in your property owner's handbook on how you deal with that. Or you want to talk about landlord insurance. Well, in the property owner's handbook, the user manual, show them how you deal with the, the issues of landlord insurance, or if the tenant's breaking lease, or if they're concerned about repairs and maintenance, or concerned the tenant's not going to pay the rent, or whatever, it's answered in your property owner's handbook. So get them really impressed. Wow, these guys really know what they're doing. They are clearly experts in the market with this property owner's handbook. That's a dialogue that's going through their head. And of course, at the end of the conversation, you would say to them, hey, look, Mr. Smith, again, I can't leave this with you, but I can just grab that back, because it is only for clients who sign up with you, all right? You don't leave it like a listing presentation brochure. It is not that. It is a user manual on how you operate. The tenant handbook is very similar. You simply place it into the owner's hand. Again, look, Mr. Smith, I can't leave this with you. But if you do choose to use us to manage your property, this is an example of the level and depth that we go to when we induct your tenant.
and it's really comprehensive. This is big, thick book on everything that's in there. And they're just thinking, wow, these guys are experts. I really, really know what they're doing. This is the words that's going through their head. You're solidifying yourself as the go-to expert. Now, again, don't leave them with the tenant handbook. It's no use to them and you'd ask for it politely back. But what you're doing there is that you're solidifying your points of difference, visually impressive against your competitors that likely have Nothing. All righty. You're making yourself stand out head and shoulders above the rest. This is what we're doing here for this particular script that I'm taking you to, to actually work for you. You've got to have genuine solid points difference around um, what you do and what you're offering for this script to work. If you're simply the same as everyone else, you're doing the same as everyone else. Well, it's a lot harder to justify um, against a quality fee, against a cheaper fee. Because if you're doing exactly the same type of services in the eyes of the client as a cheaper agent down the road, it's going to be a lot hard, lot harder to be convincing that you're worth more. And your job is so much harder. So make it easier for yourself. Invest in quality points difference. And by the way, discounting is simply a point of difference but it's the easiest one for your competitors to copy. Anyone within two seconds can change their fees and copy, but not everyone is going to invest in a property owner's handbook or a tenant handbook or virtual tours or whatever, because it requires effort. It requires maybe some training. It requires some research. So protect yourself, invest in those things, knowing that most of your competitors are usually lazy or they're with an agency, the boss only cares about sales. Because if your competitor has is run by an agency where the captain of the ship spends all his time focusing on sales, oh my goodness, what an awesome situation. Because they're too busy with another part of their business to focus on getting really, really good at property management. And certainly they will have no effective points of difference. I hope you're listening to me here in this. Take this stuff to heart. Okay, all right, let's get back on track. So once you've demonstrated your points of difference and they stated you can match your management fee with the other agent down the road, you can then move to, well, if you're wanting us to match the fee of our competitor, then I'm guessing that perhaps you feel that what we have to offer, well, it must be the same as them as well, Mr. Smith. Because Mr. Smith, obviously, if you want us to match what they're doing, is it fair to say then that you think at this stage that we must be the same as them as well? Now, how you structure that question depends on what sort of response you're going to get. But you do want a, a yes or something. Oh, well, yeah, I don't really see too much difference. That's, that's the type of response you want to invoke. And then you might come back, well, may I ask then, did the other agent demonstrate to you there? point of difference. Well, Mr. Smith, okay, if you feel that we're the same as them, because you want us to charge the same as them, well, they must have shown you their property owner's handbook and their tenant handbook, or they must also be doing virtual walkthrough tours as well, or virtual tours. So you're getting my point, everyone, because the owners will say, well, no, they, well, no, they, they, they didn't show me a property owner's handbook, or they didn't have a tenant handbook. So now you're illustrating and highlighting 
and focusing on the core differences between you and your competitor. All right. So let's just continue on. So if you've set up the situation correctly, then you've demonstrated how different you are because your rivals are not doing this. Naturally, you need to understand your market and be informed about exactly what your rivals do and don't offer for this group to work. You need to know what your, your rivals are doing. You need to know what points of difference are they going to use in that, in, in that first inquiry, out of the listing presentation. And here's the good news, guys. Most people or agencies have nothing. Rarely you're going to come across a competitor that has really strong points of difference. All right. So um, plus you, you'll need to ensure that your point of difference is a solution to the pain, the need, and the problem that they have. So, for example, what's the use of having a point of difference if it means nothing to the prospect? If you say to the prospect, look, Mr. Smith, we've got this great point of difference, so much better than our competitors, we are going to deliver to you 12 monthly statements a year, and we're going to deliver it by courier to you on paper. Well, are you doing something different, your competitor? <laughs> Probably in this day and age. Do you think your, 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 your prospect is going to be impressed with that? I don't think so. Because it doesn't tap into the need, the pain, or the problem that they might have at that point in time. You see, your prospect usually or generally only cares about three things at this point because usually your prospect has a vacant property or will be having a vacant property shortly, and they're stressed about their mortgage being paid or finding a quality tenant fast. They want best, rent, best tenant in the fastest possible time. You need to make sure that your point of difference dovetails into that and speaks to that if you want to use pulling power with a point of difference. Otherwise, it's not a point of difference. It's just noise. Hopefully, you can hear, hear me on that. So, all right. But again, otherwise, it has no value to them and therefore no pulling power in this script. So as your rivals... If, so as your rivals haven't offered it, which is obviously the point of this script, because you know whether your rivals have actually offered a property owner's handbook or tenant handbook, you know whether they've got that or not, then you can say, well, that's why we charge a bit more than them, Mr. Smith, as they don't offer those services like we've shown you. Oh, by the way, did you know the difference between us and that cheap arrival is only a cup of coffee? Let me explain. So you see how we turn that from the point of difference Look, Mr. Smith, that's why we're different. That's why we charge a little bit more because our rivals don't have property in his handbook. They don't have the tenant handbook. They don't have this. They don't have that. They don't have virtual tours or anything like that. By the way, did you know the difference is only a cup of coffee here? Let me explain. So there's a couple of methods or techniques that are going to help you to get that business over the line. Now, as I just finish up on this, this podcast recording, you only need to win by an inch. You see, when you've got a horse race on um, and you've got 12 different horses, in your case, you've probably got three or four, and that's three or four different agencies, perhaps, maybe the owner has a pro to talk to about, and only one agency is going to win. But here is my point. In fact, let me just use an, an illustration. Some years ago, the Melbourne Cup, Australia's big horse race, there was a, a finish, maybe it was 10 years ago now, but the finish was so close. 
that even on the photo finish, it was really hard to see. I mean, we're talking millimeters, a, a tiny little amount that one horse won and one horse lost. But that millimeter or whatever the difference was that declared the loser, declared the winner, meant the winner got a massive prize. Now, okay, in horses, the loser gets something, but in your race, the, the person that comes in second gets nothing. But the person that even wins by an inch gets everything. So learn your scripts. Get those points of difference in there. And make sure you don't just win by an inch, but you win by a mile. Because once you have the management, the likelihood is that client is going to stay with you for a really really long time. So I've enjoyed this podcast. Again, get my new book, pmbscriptsecrets.com. We've only covered a couple of scripts out of the total of 51 that we have here. But look, I've had a lot of fun. Reach out to me at any time. If you have any questions, just go to darren at igtmail.com and take care.